So would I be allowed to pray for you, Mike? So, Lord, we bless this mighty man. We pray for everything. Amen. That's enough. <laughs> what a prayer. Thank you. You all right? Oh, you're diddling. You're diddling all right. It says here, I've got to talk about releasing the supernatural power of God. All right, that's what it says. And that's the theme. And Andy's talked about hope. And, it's, and the young lady there, I don't know your name, <laughs> talked about transformation. Yeah? And what I'm going to talk about is transformation in releasing the power of God. Because releasing the supernatural power isn't just about seeing it outside of you. Watching somebody being healed or some miraculous thing that's occurring outside of you. It's releasing it inside of you as well. All right? And God wants us oftentimes to release the power by something he asks us to do ourselves. I'll give you a story. You might, you might have heard this story. Because I, <laughs> I mentioned it about a month ago, six weeks ago in church. Um, and it, it, what it proves is that God is supernatural and things we think are coincidences are not coincidences. They are the supernatural power of God. I was, I was doing a court case in court and I, it adjourned and I, I was driving home early, all right? It was about half past 12 and I was driving home from court in my car and I came up to Naked Cross Nurseries thinking about this court case and suddenly I got a sense that I should pray for Joe not to have a car crash. I thought, this is just ridiculous. I'm thinking about my court case. I thought, well, you know, I feel this great urgency to pray for Joe not to have a car crash. And I thought Joe was at home anyway. It was a weird, weird thing. And I just prayed, Lord, just keep Joe safe on the road that she doesn't have a car crash. Um, and I don't want her to have a car crash, Lord. I'm this prayer for about, I don't know, a minute, something like that. Then I switched off from the prayer. Okay, I don't think about my court case drove home and forgot all about it. It was just one of those one minute's incidences of a strange prayer. And I got in and Joe wasn't there, right? I thought, that's odd, she's usually there because I came home early. And I, I, she came home about an hour and a half later and she said to me, do you know what? Something amazing happened. I was driving down this roundabout near the, um, the fire brigade. Was it the fire station? And I was going on to the roundabout, and this other car came at 60 onto the roundabout without stopping. Usually you stop at a roundabout and have a look, don't you? I, I tend to do that. This car, it just came hammering onto the roundabout without stopping and went straight towards Joe. And Joe was with a little foster girl that we just had with us. And Joe said to me, I thought that was it. He was coming straight for me. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to avoid this guy. He's coming straight for me at 60 on the roundabout. And she said, I don't know how this happened, but he didn't hit me. And she said, I went, and Joel explained this to you, she said, as he went by, and I don't know how he didn't hit me, he was himself very shocked. And he, this guy was so shocked, he stopped the car in the middle of the roundabout. And she looked back in a you know, a little mirror to see this guy in a perplexed sort of state. And then I suddenly remembered, so I've forgotten all about my weird prayer, I suddenly remembered God told me to pray that you wouldn't have a car crash at that time. Now, is that the supernatural power of God or is that just a coincidence? 
because that was the weirdest thing that dropped into my head when I'm thinking about my court case that morning. That is the supernatural power. And what I want to tell you is this. God puts these things in our lives which are supernatural and he wants us to act upon them. Am I right? We don't just expect God to do things whilst we stand by and watch. God transforms us if we let him transform us. Now what I want to say to you is this. I'm talking about hope and transformation. Another little thing. A little thing. It's a major thing. God has been speaking to me in the past, I don't know, six, seven months about purity and holiness, really. And, and, and I said to Joe, and this is one of these strange coincidences. I was driving to church, uh, not this Sunday, the Sunday before, in the evening. And I said, to him, I said to Joe, do you know what? God's put on my heart so strongly that I should strive for holiness and purity. And I should make that my abiding goal. Right? And God's told me, and she'll tell you this, God's told me, I said to her, holiness is what I need to strive for. And as I said that, Joe said to me, wow, did you see that car that went by? And I was driving, and this car just zoomed by. A woman driver, speeding, you know. <laughs> and, um, and I said, no. She said, did you see the registration on that car that went by? I said, no. And I caught up with this car, and the, at that moment, speeding. <laughs> no, there was a reason. God told me. To, and... <laughs> And the, the registration, and I kid you not, was the word holy. H-7-O-L-Y. At that moment, that speeding lady went by with the registration H-7-O-L-Y. Holy. Right? How many registration numbers are like that in the UK? There's one. And that was it. And I knew that was a sign from God. At that precise moment, when I said to Joe, God's told me, that I should really focus on being holy. And then this speeding lady went by with that registration, holy. Now, I just want to say to you, God's coincidences are supernatural. And that's God sealing his word for me in that tiny little instance. And I've had lots of instances like this. And I've seen miracles throughout my life, right? But the biggest miracle I want to speak to you about is this, that God transforms us into new people into new people. This is why what you said was so powerful. There's been a time in my life when I thought I would never change my heart. There were habits and thoughts and feelings and attitudes I had, which I thought were so ingrained in me, they would never be broken. And I've lost hope. I'm going to be honest. Hello, little, little girl. I've lost hope. And I have just said to God, please, 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 your word... If it's true, it should transform me. And there have been times in my life when I couldn't see transformation. But I can honestly say, these habits, these sins, these things which dogged me for years and years have been broken. That's all I can tell you. And at that, I would say, is releasing the supernatural power of God. Not just things I see outside of me, but things which have changed me in my heart. I can honestly tell you that these sins have been broken in my life where I gave up hope. She likes me. There she goes. Let me read you some verses, right? Verses which are full of hope, but they tell us 
that it's a combination of what we believe, God's supernatural power, and what he asks us to do. It's a combination of what we do and God's Holy Spirit. It's not just a passive thing. When God wants to bring purity in your heart, it's not a passive thing. He wants us to do something to engineer this along. Now, I'm going to read Romans to you, 8 verse hang on, 13, and it says this. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But it, if, it, by, if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. If you live by the Spirit, you will live. And that's the supernatural bit. The Holy Spirit wants to transform you in how you live. But here's our bit. And this, this, is, this is Timothy. For one, First Timothy 4 verse 7, it says this. Have nothing to do, to, to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. So the Holy Spirit is there helping us. But our bit is to train ourselves to be godly. And this is what I've been doing for the past six months. I've been reading the word and training my habits to change, my thoughts to change. The way I've been has changed. I can honestly say it, there's been transformation in me. And there's been transformation in my marriage, which I at times thought, I'm such a crazy person, I can never change. But God's transformed me. Here's another verse. Is that supernatural? Here's another one. Hebrews 12:14. It says, "Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord." And we don't get that preached a lot, you know, holiness, righteousness, but it's there in the word. And with holiness and righteousness, we can be transformed. So, here's the connection. The Holy Spirit is in us. He gives us initial power. But God expects us to train ourselves to be holy. These habits, these things, these, these thoughts, these problems, these sins which you have been dogged with for years can be broken. And you can be more than conquerors. You can. And I'm living proof. I'm not saying I'm a perfect person because I'm not. But I've been transformed in the past nine months. And stuff I had years ago have been broken in me. And this issue of forgiveness, folks, that's a big one. We can learn to forgive by our action and the Holy Spirit helps us. That's all I want to say, really. And that's the supernatural power which is working in us. I'm sorry I haven't given you any sort of uh, things to color in and stuff like that. But uh, Joe is going to come and do that with us. But supernatural power, it's at work outside God gives us godly coincidences, which are supernatural. But the big transformation, the big supernatural power, is changing our hearts and changing the way we live. And we can be and we will be transformed. That is the true, amazing, supernatural power of God. So you guys who are feeling hopeless, you're stuck in something, problems with whatever it is, be hopeful. God's Spirit is there to transform us. But he asks something of us as well. It's a combination. It's a partnership. Us and God. That's it, really. Over to my lovely Italian wife. Yeah, 
the um, coloring sheets and the verses you've got there, I hope you've enjoyed them, kids. Basically, these guys, these Superman and Spider-Man and Batman and Robin and all that, they know, they're superheroes, they know they've got the power within them to do the things they're there to do, right? Do they have to think about it? No. They just know they've got the power inside of them. It's their nature. Wow. They just turn up at the right moment, at the right time, for the right job. Isn't it amazing? There, I mean, there's so many supermen and super goodness knows what that the media or the stories have been made about them because it's inside of us, because we know we need that. We need it. But where, you know, we've, we've heard about these special people with special powers, actually, actually, is what we are with the Holy Spirit living in us. Is what we are. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And uh, this is only Romans 8, um, yeah, the chapter 8, and you can read it through and honestly just feast on it. It's such an amazing passage. It says, in all these things, in all the things that we face, even impossibilities, God's wiring, the Holy Spirit wiring in us, he already said we're more than conquerors. You are. Because he said it. And you are. You really, really are. You don't have to force it. It's the truth. What, you know, you can imagine, a, you know, something really you think, oh, I, I hope I never experience that or go there or have this happen to me or whatever. Okay, you may or may not. But the truth is that you are already wired through the Holy Spirit living in you to be more than a conqueror. In all these things. Isn't it amazing? And going on in our Christian lives, we prove that more and more and more. We don't become more and more and more superheroes. We just test the faithfulness of God through his word more and more and more. That's all it is. Because we're wired to be like that. The Holy Spirit in us already makes us more than conquerors. The first day. The first day. Again, this, um, there's another word in, in the same passage in Romans 8. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's another thing these guys believe. It's in their nature. They don't have to force it. They believe it. They believe it. It's in their nature. Superheroes know they've got superpowers. And we've got a God who is... Well, the superest power ever. <laughs> so it's in us. And they believe it. In another verse, this is the one that Pete Carter was preaching about on Sunday morning, I think. I think they went there. Which honestly absolutely blows my mind. It says, um, his, who's divine? Whose power? His. Not ours. We can't make it up. We can't, you know, pump it up. His divine power has given us everything, everything, everything we need 
for life and godliness. And it goes on to say that by doing that, we partake of the divine nature. We become more and more and more and more able to do things the way he does them. Because really supernatural, the word supernatural means, this is what I think God's told me, it's just simply of God. Things of God, things from God that we are able to do and partake of and being a partner with him in them. See, there is no such thing as more spiritual people, more supernatural people than, than others. There's no such thing because we all have the divine nature available to us. And it depends on how we process that and put it into practice. So I'm just going to look at my notes. Am I doing all right for time? So I'm just going to use the word from God or of God instead of the word supernatural. Okay, because it becomes our nature to do those things. And so we release the power of God through our lives, like Mike was explaining, how we model out the model, Jesus. Think about that. Think about that. There is no going to be another blueprint ever in the whole wide universe that changes the blueprint of Jesus. doesn't matter what you think of, process or come up with, he's the one. Jesus did the things he did because he heard God, he heard his father, he heard him, he responded, he obeyed. That's it. That's the supernatural power of God living in us. And the more and the more you practice living, modeling your life, looking at Jesus, it's his job to produce that. Is that good? So concentrate on that, please. I absolutely recommend it. I give you lots, I'm going to give you lots of little bit of stories of things that happened to me supernaturally, but we all have them. If you spend a half an hour, a cup of coffee with yourself and the Holy Spirit, he will remind you of all these things which supernaturally happened to you, through you, and in, you, in your life. You don't have to be, I don't know, give me a big name and... Yeah. Yes, Phil Reed. You can be him. You can be the littlest things that was going on around here. You can be doing the supernatural from the moment you know that the Lord Jesus lives in you. You can be doing that. So, he's given us unconditional love. I cannot get my head around it. Right now, this second, every moment I breathe, I need, I need unconditional love from God. I need it. Because he's wired us that way. He's, he's saying we are lovable and we are the object of his unconditional love. Meaning there's no... Uh, not good or bad, because he loves us anyway. Whatever we do, he loves us anyway. But we want to experience the unconditional love of God. We want to experience it, not just have it here. We need to receive it in our hearts. So to get that, you just ask him. 
you just humble yourself and say the most thing I need more than air today is your unconditional love. That's the first thing I ask for every single day. I really need it. Because without it, you're just processing the day. You're just processing the day. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to be with so-and-so and such-and-such. Your things are up in your heart and you can't deal with it. But if you walk in, your, in the unconditional love of God for you, you can release it. And that is supernatural. Because in us, we can't do it. God's word says that when we receive mercy, we give mercy. That's the only way to release it, is to receive it. When we receive his divine love, unconditional love, we release it. We change atmosphere. We react differently. We process things differently. There's no formulas in how Jesus did things Every time that Jesus did something supernatural, it was different from before. Why? Because he didn't want us to give us a formula that we can hook on to, pull out of the bag every time that when miracles needed. No. He said, you do the supernatural thing because you need to look at me, spend time with me, receive it for yourself. And it's a transformation day by day, hour by hour situation. I intimate, close walk with the Lord. There's no getting out of it. And that's why we're wired to be like that. We only live in Jesus. We live and move and have our being in God. God. God is bigger. It's huge. We move and live in him, in him, in him. That's why you really, really live. Right now. So therefore, we have to really Wow, open up, open up, open up. Receive his unconditional love, receive his mercy, receive his forgiveness, receive all the supernatural of God. Sorry, I'm keeping the word, the things of God to work in you, to work in your life and out of it. Rely on it, do more of it, do more unconditional love. When someone walks by that you don't want to talk to, or you don't want to encourage, you don't want to give a word of hope, you don't want to give anything. Because, well, who's that person to me anyway? I don't want to do it. No. Practice it. Practice it. How do we teach our children to grow and develop and to get stronger and learn? And How? How? Practice it. Do it. Deb is amazing. And I, I see Deb's working with the children's groups there. And she gets the kids to think, imagine God, and hear his voice and get pictures and think, uh, the spirit speaking to them. Practice it. Practice it. And give out. Because we live in God. We can't be separate from him. Am I okay for time? Or should I finish? Two more things. So, basically, God's power... Okay, lives within us because of the Holy Spirit is given us. And how you feel it is working. How you actually feel it is somehow things feel right. Something could feel wrong or not quite right or impossible, difficult. Can't get your head around it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to change. It's not going to get better. But when God's 
God's power invades a situation, supernatural, suddenly, you, how do you feel it? It becomes right. It becomes possible. It becomes, well, right. It becomes good. So that's how it's God's nature. So when we line up to that, to do the right thing, you know that he loves us because we do the right thing. He loves us anyway. But how we release it is that we line up to his nature. We do the right thing. We choose the hope. We choose to speak well. We choose to encourage. We choose to, to do the right thing. It's not because we earn more stripes of the love we already have, but we get to experience it more. We get to like it. We get to live in good in the supernatural, in the, possi- in the possible which was impossible. Do you get me? Does it make sense? So there's a part to play, yeah? So when things become good, because they weren't good, because when things become healed, when they were hurt or broken, when things suddenly become possible and you get hope rising in your heart, the supernatural is at work in your life. And it's up to you to recognize it and say, yes, I'm going to line up to this. This is really, really feeling good. I want that. So, you know, so, so encouraging, forgiveness, loving, giving, generosity, mercy, hope, grace, compassion, all the things of God, which are supernatural, we can get to do. We can get to do them. That's why he's called us. Um, yeah, so we become more natural in the things of God. More natural becomes our nature. It's already in us to do. Develop it, grow it, practice it become the way we live um, just a, a few little sweets I'm going to chuck out there now is um, just a, a two or three experiences I've had of the supernatural in my life um, yeah I think I said everything, did it sound alright by the way have I gone on a bit too much <laughs> uh, I just wanted so much and it's great don't forget about that unconditional love. Because that's the motivation. See? That's the motivation. Jesus isn't going to change. He's already got it. The blueprints are there. It's up to us to, you know, to step in them. And, and uh, blueprints is what people use, architects or whatever, you know, builders and whatnot, to create a beautiful building construction. Okay, big, small, they have a blueprint, they get together, make a design, blah, blah, blah. That's it. We call Jesus. Once I was in a shop, uh, how many years ago? 15 years ago, I had my children with me and they were at one of them, a real strong character, my second boy, you probably don't know him. Uh, <laughs> very, very strong heart. Had it in his head. He got 20 pounds for a birthday uh, gift. He had it in his head that he was going to go and spend it and get a particular game from uh, game, um, uh, Xbox, whatever, PlayStation. Anyway, I, I knew that his friends were playing it and it was an 18. It was an 18 game and he was about 12. And I thought, uh-uh, no, 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 absolutely no way I'm going to let him buy this game with his money. But, you know, anyway, we, we go to town, we'll have a look around, we're looking, you know, we can get other things with it. And he said, no, 
No, you are boring. You are this. You are that. You're spoiling my life. Blah 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 blah. How you know? We all my mates are playing and that. <sighs> anyway, it, you know, I'm making it sound like it's only five minutes. It went on for two hours because I'm very determined as well. <laughs> I was at the end of my tether. I was literally, literally, uh, you know, at the end of my tether with him. And so, what did we do? <laughs> We went to the, ga- to the game shop and we picked up that game because I got to the end of myself. And um, we were at, where the counters, a couple of people before us, I had 20 quid in my top pocket and I was handing it over. The game was in the counter, I was handing over the money to the shop assistant in a flash. In a flash, I don't know what happened. A man came before, uh, it stood between us. Let's come here. Dips, come, come here. You're the shop. Uh, you, you need to, to do that. And it is around here. Old Chafty's got his name. No, not yet. In a minute. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just about to hand over the money. And you said, just pretend he's not speaking. I'm saying it because obviously he doesn't know this. <laughs> he said, very. Kindly and with eyes, right through my eyes, looking into my eyes, he said, This game will damage your child. It's full of pornography, violence, and drugs. And then you just disappear. Just. And I look, I say, Oh my God, what's just happened? Elliot was stunned. I looked around, the man had gone. I, I didn't hand the money over. And he put the game back without a word, without an argument, without, but man, yeah. Not, none of that happened, absolutely none. The atmosphere in that shop completely, instantly changed. It was amazing. I was at the end of my tether. And if you know my son, my second son, honestly, I spent my, what, first 18 years of his life with me, stopping the anxiety, choking me when I dealt with him every single day. It's how, how hard I felt parenting him was. But God sent this help at the right moment when I was just about to give up. And he said, this game will damage your child. Why? Because he knows how he's made. Other children may have played it, but I know there was the word from God for him, for me to obey and, and make sure I took it on board. Yes, he may have gone to play in, in friends' houses or whatever later on, but at 12 years old. No. Anyway, that's one of my supernatural experiences. One time, one more, and that's it. Um, because of uh, what I do, sometimes we have a lot of, quite a lot of stress. You know, I, I look after children that are not mine. Sometimes they come in and bring in little problems. Anyway, I had really, again, decided that after a year and a half, I think, of this very troubled young man that I, I was ready to fail. I didn't 
I, I had tried everything I could to, to reach into his heart and, you know, like, you know, to make him not conform because that's not the way. Just partake of the way we do things. I just got really, really low and very, very tired. And so I went to bed that night and said, you know, Lord, I am thinking of ringing up tomorrow. My social worker and say, I'm ready to fail. I've done everything I can. And honestly, it's really upsetting me. I woke up the next morning, and I'm not joking, I wasn't even awake yet. Actually, my, I was still shut. And my mouth, I heard my mouth speaking to me while I was still asleep. And the words that came out of my mouth were, love never fails. That wasn't me speaking because I was ready to to give up, basically. But, and I believe later on, because of those words, I was able to continue this very difficult job for another three years before things otherwise changed. But that simple declaration that came from God's Spirit dropped into my heart and renewed me straight away. Love never fails renew my hope, renew my strength, renew the way I looked at things. So we need to get that perspective. Love never fails. So it's just, I'm not going to go on anymore because there's hundreds, basically, of things that God did. And yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Mike. Well, we've heard